everybody. This is Jenna. And I'm Noelle. And this is More Than Murder, where we delve into everything eerie with a side of true crime. More Than Murder is not your typical true crime podcast. Join us on a weekly tour through the haunted, the bloody, the creepy, and the nutty on our Freaky Fridays. Are you ready for the spook fest that we have today? I am so ready because hopefully we will be able to accompany this episode with something special in the future. Yes, because this one... If this is the episode I'm thinking. This episode is right in our backyard. Okay, okay. Yes. So this, this is a spooky little place called the Rolling Hills Asylum. Okay. Yes. And this is located in Bethany, New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know exactly, but I'd say it's probably like under two hours. It's, oh, yeah, for sure. It's very close. Uh, I have driven by it before. Mm-hmm. It's very captivating right when you see it. But unfortunately, we've never been inside. So we're going to learn a little bit about it today. And then hopefully in the future, we can go inside. And explore. Yes. So basically what we're going to start off with is the history of poorhouses. Poorhouses were very big in the 19th century because we needed a place to put people basically that couldn't take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. So it became a burden of the state and the state had to open these places called poorhouses or poor farms as we'll hear them called. Nice. Farms. Exactly. Yes. And we'll get into the farm aspect of it because it has a meaning. So poor houses, they housed orphan children and a lot of times their mother as well. So say that your husband does not want to be with you anymore and he divorces you or he runs off with somebody or sadly he dies. You cannot own property as a woman at this time. So you and your children become wardens of the state (laughs) and you basically have to live in these poor houses. Um, They were also home to the elderly, physically handicapped criminals or the morally corrupt and of course the poor so with these children there were also criminally insane people in the same exact building that sounds like a great atmosphere yeah just imagine being a child running around with the criminally Mm -hmm. insane yeah sounds great terrifying sounds like uh Carl Panzram's parents. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Maybe he, he stayed there too. You Maybe never know. He, he loved New York. Uh, so <laughs> I wonder if that was part of the info we missed. <laughs> it could be, you know. They they don't have a lot of information here, so we'll see. Um and in December of eighteen twenty six, the Genesee County Board decided to open up their own poor farm. They had a problem. There were too many, you know poor people and people who couldn't take care of themselves, they needed a place to put them. And we are a big state. You know, it it came down to usually every county had their own poor farm because they had Mm. to have the ability in their close proximity to put people. You know, it couldn't be, you know, send them to the next county or three counties down to the one huge poor farm. It was each place's responsibility. Hmm. So it officially opened in January of 1827, and they published and announced in the Batavia Times, basically stating if you're poor and live in the county of Genesee, bring all the stuff you have, and you live here now. Great. Yep. Thank you. So if you had a bed, great. Uh, If you didn't, great. Great. You know, I don't think that they had much. Um, Originally called the Genesee County Poor Farm. So this had many names. 
uh, throughout the years. So I'd say the newest name probably came about a few years ago. It wasn't really called, you know, the Rolling hmm. Hills Asylum when it first opened. Okay. Um, drunks and lunatics were housed in the same area as poor families and the elderly. So it probably got pretty rowdy. And in 1828, they thought it would probably be a good idea to build another area to house the criminally insane. Okay, finally. Yes, finally. So yeah. it basically was for the safety of the other people that they got these people away. So they had their own area built. Um, it wasn't until the 1800s, eight, oh, sorry, 1880s, they decided folks with acute insanity should be moved elsewhere in the state. Okay. Hopefully, fingers crossed, to get actual care. Right. Because these places were not caring for the mentally ill. Well, yeah. And then you know that when they go to that mentally ill place, it's going to be crazy probably probably, because it's in the 20s. Probably not any better. Lobotomies and, you know, all that. And uh, I've read, I don't have like full proof, but I read that lobotomies did happen when this was more of a mental institution because it will have many roles throughout the years, Hmm. um, not just a poor house. And that's how it is called today an asylum. Okay. So these wonderful facilities were built on acres. Rolling Hills specifically was on 20 acres, which made it completely self-sufficient. It provided the food and fuel needed to make basic care for everyone $1 a week. That is how much it cost. It cost... To, to for the take mortgage? care of the, so basically the state takes care of the people. Each person it has a cost. It costs the state to take care of these people one dollar a week. Per person. Per person. Okay. Which is nothing. No. Because they were self They were so self sufficient. Yes. Yeah. Yep. They did all of the work. That's awesome. Uh basically It's really how it should be. Right? If you have it's, the it's, you have the land. Except for like in the wintertime if you're in New York and they can't have a greenhouse, then yeah, I understand having to buy food. But Yeah, I guess, you know, in the winter with like the food situation it probably got a little harder, but they probably were like canning and hopefully mm-hmm. like, you know, making it so that their food would last. Yeah. Um Rolling Hills was specifically um it was on t- two hundred acres. <laughs> Um, oh, this, so the residents were called inmates. Oh, wow. That's nice. Isn't that wonderful? That's so nice. Yep. So they were basically prisoners. Yeah. By the state. We have to take care of you. We don't really love you. So they were called inmates. Yeah. Not occupants or anything no, like that. or <laughs> wards or anything that could sound a little bit better. All able-bodied folks were also put to work. Okay. So if you could... You had to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, they handled the upkeep of the property, took care of the livestock, such as pigs, horses, and chickens. And apparently, there was a wood shop located on site as well. Oh, wow. Yes. So, one macabre job. That sounds like job, it's not very good. Yes. One macabre job that they did at the wood, ho- uh, wood shop was make coffins. One macabre coffins. job. One macabre job. I'm sorry, I had to. Just one macabre job. <laughs> it came in my head, and I said that is a perfect thing to say. The it macabre was, job. It was. They made coffins. Yeah. Which that were sold. Builds coffins. But most of these coffins were for used inmates for when people cool. died on site. Yes. Yes. So they were building their own coffins. Nice. That's great. Yeah. Dig your own holes. Basically Six foot deep. <laughs> yeah, basically. So that's super morbid. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just imagine that. 
the grounds are said to actually be super haunted because when someone died and no one wanted to claim the body, they just kind of buried them on site. Mm-hmm. Unmarked, Unmarked graves. Yep. Yeah. They don't have any... Uh, they say that there's a huge cemetery, but there's no markings anywhere. There's no maps anywhere. There's no headstones. They say they're still there? Everybody's still buried there. there, they say? they. It's speculation that there's like over... 17,000 bodies buried on the property, but there's no ledger or map, so no one can say for sure. Well, what the frick? Yeah. Isn't that intense? Yeah. Well, they say that, like, the whole entire property, the second you step on it, you just feel. You can feel the energy coming from it because it's just massive, (laughs) and there's 17,000 bodies is huge. Well, a lot of the times, too, you know how, like, graveyard yard just looks? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, it looks different than just regular yard. Like, you can I tell agree. that yes. it has been, like, dug up and yep. re, yep. re There's mounds and, like, and places. And, it's just and, strange. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Yep. So, basically, uh, in operation from 1827 to 1975, and it served as a poor farm. Wait, hold on. What was those numbers again? 1827 to 1975. Oh, my God. So, well okay. over 100 years. Yeah, wow. And it, it was used for a poor farm, an mm-hmm. infirmary. Uh, I do believe uh, it was like a hospital for TB at that point in history when TB was huge and most hospitals mm-hmm. were made into infirmaries for that. And in the last 10 years, it was used as a nursing home. So that last 10 years was like probably full of a lot of death too. I was going to say, where uh, where is the uh, asylum come in through that little... So it's very hard to find out that yeah. information because it was so many different things. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it wasn't clear on when it was this, when it was that, when it was... Mm-hmm. Everything is different. You can't even find a Wikipedia for this yeah. at all. Like, I don't know if it's the information that people are choosing to give out, but yeah. most of the information that I got was from the Rolling Hills Asylum website mm-hmm. and uh, different blogs from, like, the area because it's a local place. So there's a lot of, like, Buffalo blogs about yeah. it, and um, it was really hard. Like, a lot of the information on Ghost Adventures, which I did watch, was put down by other people. Um, so all of it is kind of contradictory. Right, so I kind of put together the m- most accurate that I could find. Yeah, the best timeline you can yeah, figure out. Yeah, it's super hard. I think that there was a Wikipedia years ago, but I think once it changed hands, it was... You know what could be messed up about it, too, is that they could just be calling it the asylum because technically the definition of asylum is like a place to come mm-hmm. to get better and get help and stuff. Yep, yep. So they might just be calling it in general... Oh, this is an asylum of a refuge for the yes. poor and the old and the disabled. Yep. Even yep. though it's like asylum, when you hear it, just automatically has more of a crazy a and negative type of yes a connotation, connotation to it. Whereas they may just be like, "Oh, this is actually not an insane asylum. This is just an asylum where people come and may not be treated the best." Yes, <laughs> yes, and there were crazy people throughout that history you know the criminally insane the lunatics which word they used a lot Mm -hmm. in the history but you can't say for sure exactly what it was because it it wasn't called the rolling hills asylum it was called the the genesee poor farm right because it was in genesee and And when did you say it they changed the name did you say when they changed the name i didn't have that no i didn't have uh, I wonder was, when it became the Rolling Hills Asylum. It's been called that 
For, like, a long time. For a long time, yeah. It wasn't, like, the new owner mm-hmm. um, changed it or anything. Like, it was just like that when she went there. Yeah. And she bought it because she went on a ghost hunt there and felt like such a connection. That's and they were cool. about to close it down, and she said, no, I need this place. Yeah. And bought it. Neat. Um, so, like, like I said, it's privately owned now, uh, and they do lots of events. Like, this place is open to the public. You can do private events where you basically lock down with a group of people all by yourself. Or you can go on uh, different tours. She has the website and a Facebook page where you can look for all of the different tours. They do day tours if you're a little lenient on going in at night. Uh, It's a pretty spooky place, so I feel that. And they also do, like, psych lockdowns where they go in quite late at night in the dark. Sweet. And, yeah, you can bring in all of your investigative equipment, but definitely look at their website for all of the different rules because there are definitely criteria to being able to come and tour the facility. So, you know, it's it's strict. It's real strict. Yeah. You can't have any alcoholic beverages. You can't be under the influence of anything. She will not let you in. Well, I suppose that makes sense. Liability, man. You got to protect your ass. Mm, yeah for real. <laughs> yeah so that's the basic history of it it has been used for ghost hunting since basically it closed down in the 70s but i'm surprised at how long it was actually running for i know that's a quite a while and especially in such a small area as we know <laughs> mental institutions in the 70s weren't a great place so i'm kind of glad that it didn't end as a mental institution, yeah, um, it ended as a nursing home. So, yeah. and you'll see, like, when you walk through, because um, there's pictures, you'll see, like, kind of the infirmary area looks more kind of like a hospital. Uh, we'll get into like some of the rooms because they have a Christmas room. Hmm. Yeah, it's like decorated for the. I think I have heard about that, children. but I for like the kids, yeah, yeah and the like they say spirits. that the kid will play or something. I don't know. You tell yeah. me. It's tell terrifying. Me. So I'm all blanketed up for yeah. my get scary ghost stories. So, so I'm let's ready. get spooky. <laughs> so this location has been featured on many prominent ghost investigation shows. It's said to be one of the most haunted places in New York um, and in the U.S. I read, but. Like I said in an earlier episode, it's conflicting sometimes about those things because you'll find it on one blog and then you won't find it on another blog. Mm -hmm. So I didn't include that as, like, fact. Uh, But the ghost investigation shows are Paranormal Challenge, Ghost Hunters, and, of course, Ghost Ghost Adventures. I have a love for Ghost Adventures, an irrational love for Ghost Adventures. Um, and it's a really good episode. It's an early one. And at the end, I'll kind of go into how you can watch that. So the first room we're going to visit, and we're going to visit kind of tour-like where I take you through the rooms. Sweet. Sweet. Like it. I like it a yeah, lot. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to go to Hattie's room. Hattie's room. Hattie. Yes. And this is located on the first floor in the East Wing. Okay. And this is a little bit sadder. Uh, it's said to be haunted by a patient of the nursing home. So an elderly lady, the owner of Rolling Hills reports, she left a tape recorder running in this room and she caught the distinct voice of an elderly woman calling out, hello. I love how you did that. I was like, that's, that is, and it was distinct elderly woman voice. 
Because you know, like, when you hear an EVP, yeah. sometimes you can tell if it's a man, if a it's child. an older man, a younger man, mm-hmm. you know, based on that. So, I, like, have goosebumps. I had goosebumps when I was reading it. It's so spooky. Uh, the next one is a pretty famous guy. He's pretty famous at this location. Okay. His name is Roy. Okay. So, the apparition of Roy is one that is actually most seen and it's most well-known. So, <laughs> Roy has a sad story, of course, because most of these people that were coming here, they didn't want to come here. They didn't have a choice to come here. It was a place It was a place where you could literally just ship someone off to. Well, yeah, and, and most of the time with spirits anyways, a lot of times it's, they don't have happy endings or, mm-hmm. you know, happy stories of life. So Especially this guy. I would, I would assume this place is no better. No. And Roy had gigantism. So, from an early age, he started growing rapidly. Uh, It basically is, you know, he's his cells are growing rapid a lot faster. Mm -hmm. So, he's growing at an excessive rate. And his family was ashamed of him because he kind of had odd features. Oh, sure. His face kind of protruded in areas because he was growing at a rapid pace. Mm -hmm. So, his father sent him to live here at age 12. Poor Roy. Poor Roy. And because his father was a prominent banker and apparently felt Roy was an embarrassment, uh, I can speculate his father was a dick. Yeah, I can I can agree with that. Yeah. Like, I concur. You know, I'm, I'm ashamed of you. I'm going to send you to live here. Yeah. And he basically lived out his entire life, passing in 1842 at the asylum. He lived at... So how old do you think he was? Um, I can't, I didn't get an age, but I think I want to say he was like in his 40s. Okay. Something about. I was going to say, because probably with gigantism you in, in that time period, it's you a probably shorter, would not live very yes, long. Yeah, it's a bit yeah. shorter. You know, he was seven feet tall. Yeah. Seven feet. That is huge. And the reason that his spirit is so famous is because he's huge. They mm-hmm. see this, this huge shadow figure at seven feet tall lurking. Uh, it said that he'll like pop out into the hallways with his arm, oh. or they'll just get a full spirit apparition on photograph. So if you Google this place and Roy, you will get these pictures. That's awesome. It's super cool, and he's really the most famous. You'll hear about him on any of the ghost hunting shows. He is all over the website. You know, people. There's testimonies on the website as well of people's own experiences. Cool. So, they definitely have seen Roy. And I feel like I would love to see Roy, but I also feel like I'd be shaken in my britches because a seven-foot-tall shadow figure coming towards me, I don't know how I'd feel about that in an old asylum. I'm pretty excited. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I would just be the girl just screaming. Well, it would just be like when we go to our fake haunted houses and I'm the one that goes first (laughs) and then you're the one that goes behind me. Hey. I just started going to those, like, what, five years ago? Yeah. Maybe still. And it was you who brought me, and it was terrifying. Terrifying. All right, all right. Oh, I'll so, go first. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Roy and I will become great friends. And he's a gentle giant. They say that he is known as a more... Um, benevolent spirit he's not you know you don't just feel chilling there to say hi yeah you don't feel scared you don't get like scared vibes it's just it's roy yeah. man he's just a cool dude and everybody loved him and everyone still does 
So let's venture next to er, uh, Nurse Emmy or Emma's room. I, I've heard it written both ways, okay. so I'm not sure if which way is right. So we're, we're, we're just going to call her Nurse Emmy. Okay. Uh, so on the actual Ghost Adventures episode, they go up to the third floor, and that's where, like, the nurse's quarter was. So that's where her room is said to be. The Ghost Adventures show talks about a lot of, like, satanic rituals, which she was rumored to be involved in. And then they speculated that that brought in a lot of negative energy. Okay. There are accounts saying that that's not true. So I'm not 100% sure how how true that is, but the Ghost Adventures guys said that they did feel a huge presence there. Mm -hmm. And it is accounted that men get touched in that area. Okay. So if you're going up there as a dude, you're probably going to get touched by Nurse Emmy. Huh. And there might be some weird energy up there. And too. why? Do we know why she might want to, like, reach out? And has, has the lady at Rolling Hills ever said, like, why Emma might want to reach out and touch somebody? No, not really. I think she just, just likes men. a younger woman. Yeah, yeah she's she just, just wants- a young woman who just wants to touch the men coming into her quarters. You know, think of, like, the times that it was, too, you know? Yeah. And sneaking around. If the energy is that dark, there is probably a huge chance that she could be involved in satanic rituals. Yeah. You know, you never know. Mm -hmm. And I've heard that in a couple segments, and then some articles say that it's not true, and she was a very nice woman. I am not sure, but the fact that... You know, the uneasy feeling and being touched in there. There's definitely someone in that room. Well, in the time period that she must have... If she's a nurse, so she must have been around... Yeah, I think she was probably like the TB type era. Yeah. That's the age that they kind of gave off. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can't know unless you feel it yourself. So we will definitely go to Nurse Emmy's room. Yes, when we go to investigate. And we will tell you how we feel when we go into that room. Yes, we will show you. Mm-hmm. So, like I mentioned earlier, we are going to go to the Christmas room. <sighs> Merry, Merry Christmas. Yes. This is the area said to have children's spirits. Uh. It's very sad. You know, there there were definitely children throughout this, this mm-hmm. history of this location. Sure. You know, yeah. The poor children that were there, there were probably mentally disabled children that their parents sent there as well. You know, they aren't as mm-hmm. record recorded, but there's definitely something there. Yeah. And it's, it's just awful. But there's also said, a lot of the ghost shows that we watch say that those children's spirits could be demonic. So we don't know you know, if these are really the children's spirit or if there is something darker. That's always speculated on ghost shows, but I I don't have opinion on that one way or the other. Yeah, I just know what I prefer. I prefer to think that children. these poor sweet children yes. are just sweet children yes. that I want to come and play with the Christmas. But I could see how, you know, demonic could be like, it'd be smart to yeah. be like, this is a child coming at you to make you feel better about yeah. that spirit, I guess. Um but when the poorhouse was active, it was a place for orphans to be spent, which automatically had to account for some deaths. The toys in this room will move on their own. And EVPs have been caught of small voices. Huh? Yep. So there are events where they will read books to the children. Um, it's set up in the Christmas aspect to make them feel comfortable. But also back in the 70s when it was running... 
they used to have a Santa come, and then all of like the grandkids of the nursing home people would sit oh, on okay. Santa's lap and do that whole thing. So it, it was used as that kind of room in the past, mm-hmm. which ultimately was like, this is perfect for the children's spirit that they felt. Yeah, Inhibit sure. those areas, and it's probably a safe space for yeah. them. You know, like, yeah. imagine being I mean, a well, child. It's I was terrifying. gonna say, look at how we still feel about Christmas every time Christmas rolls mm-hmm. around. I mean, yep. you feel like a little kid again, except when you're a little kid, it's just twenty times better. And exactly. So, of course, yes. they would want a Christmas room. That's like yes. the best room ever. I agree. Besides uh, a Halloween room, there's not all rainbows and sunshine in this room. However, uh-huh. not all the spirits are children. Visitors have written on the website about angrier spirits, voices saying "kill them," and the second I heard that. Peace out. How do they know that that's not a kid? It's the voice. It's a it's a lower, deeper, mm-hmm. like a male voice, like kill yeah. them type of thing. So, oh, I wonder why he's hanging out there with the kids. Maybe he's why the kids can't leave. And that's that's a thing that is speculated a lot with children ghosts. It's either they're trapped there they're, by another yes, spirit. There's another spirit that's like a domineering spirit that is controlling. Mm-hmm. I think on like Ghost Adventures episodes, we've heard. You know, the women spirits, mm-hmm. remember, we hear, like, those scared women spirits and then a male spirit, and mm-hmm. they are always like, well, maybe that's the reason she can't leave. Yeah. And that's just so sad. I know. Anyone. Stop being mean, ghosts. I know. Jeez. Mean, Didn't you have a mean enough life? Mean men ghosts. Right? They'll never change the hierarchy. I guess that. <laughs> um, so the next area is the shadow hallway. Ooh, the shadow hallway. That Can sounds- you guess why it's called that? I think because it's very bright with the brightest lights. Yeah. <laughs> sunshine. Yeah, so this is for the shadow figures that you'll see in this hallway. And oh, okay. it's pretty spooky. There are reports of humanoid shapes. And Humanoid. Yes. Meaning not quite human, but sort of. But yeah, you can see a shape of like a head and an arm and it could be like a humanoid shape. Like... Half but there's also like black bear pig. <laughs> Is that what you mean by human? Like not completely human, or just parts of human that you see? It basically what the humanoid means is that it looks like a shape that could be a human. Okay, okay, but okay. it might human esque. Like, yes, okay. basically, you can kind of see like the outline, like you've seen on the pictures, like the outline of like the head. Yeah, that would be like a humanoid type yeah. of. Uh, but there's also like black masses that don't really take a shape, but okay. they move. Yeah, just definitely like a shadow blob. Shadow blob. Yes, yeah. and it is said to not sit down on the floor in this area. To not, you, they don't. They tell you not to sit down on the floor in the area. Yeah, don't sit on the floor in this area. Okay, they crawl on the floor. Who the black masses? Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna sit down on the floor, like towards you. That's terrifying, and I probably would too. <laughs> but I'm getting up when I see one coming towards me. If we see one. <laughs> Uh, what if they just uh, sit on our lap and start purring, and then I'll say hello? <laughs> but I don't like it's already dark in there too. So how are you seeing a darker? Sh- I know, that's you know, unless you're like shining your flashlight and it comes in your flashlight. But I'm also part of the bad eye club. Uh, we both are part of that. I club. can't see anyway. I so can't see like, shit in the dark, dude. No, I'm literally. I gotta start eating my carrots before we go. I guess. I guess. Shopping for that rabbit food. Gotta do something. Uh, The last room we're gonna visit is the morgue. The morgue, you. If if you know any locations with a morgue, the morgue is always haunted. It's always haunted. And everyone's always locking themselves in those morgue drawers, 
Stop doing that. Oh God. Yeah. Stop. Why do you people climb into Please stop doing that. those morgue cabinets? It's terrifying. That's awful. And they're always like really anxious about it. And then like they'll leave the person in there and walk away. It's just no, terrible. Don't you do don't that. Don't you guys learn anything from like Buffy or any right? of those other shows? Well, first off, more holds the dead bodies. You don't know. No, you no. don't. You, you don't. don't. You just don't. Are you dumber? <laughs> This area is a total creep factor. There, right when you walk in, there's a huge embalming table. Smack dab right in the center. Well, that is essential for every Very morgue. Much so. Is there a drainage hole too? Ugh. Well, Gross, what else I'm is sure. essential in a morgue? Drainage holes. Refrigerators. Ew. So these refrigerators were large industrial sized refrigerators. Yes, that is a train if you heard that. I don't know where it's coming from. These train tracks aren't Live. Okay, we've got a ghosty train. So, I don't know. But if you hear it, choo-choo. And where was I? Oh, yeah. So, industrial-sized refrigerators, which... Freezers or or refrigerators? They did put bodies in. Gross. They definitely refrigerated some bodies in there. Yum-yum for us. And they're original. (laughs) Ew, say that. Ew. Ew. So that's just got to add to the haunted factor. Yeah, absolutely. But the weirdest thing down there is a man's suit. Where did it come from? So I'm not sure. Some reports are saying like, oh, it's Roy's suit. But I don't understand that. (laughs) They just assume that it's Roy's suit. Is it a very, very large? I mean, you'd be able to tell if it was a suit for a seven-foot-tall dude. I will pull up the suit that is in the morgue of the Rolling Hills Asylum. Because it's very strange, but it's also cool because they use it in a cool way. So let me see if I can find this. It might help if I could spell Right here. And it does look big. It looks like a big suit. So there is the embalming table. And then from this light, there's just a suit. Okay? So what do you think they use this suit for? Well, for funerals. It's for a pendulum. They use it to communicate. Who does? A lot of people that go down there, say if we didn't have any equipment. No, that shit is so uneven because of the way it's hanging. You cannot use it as a pendulum. It doesn't even sit center. They say they use it for a pendulum. Well, those people have no clue about pendulums then because you can't, you have to use a balanced one. Yeah, but they're saying that like it'll just be still and then it'll kind of like shift on its own like wind because there's no wind down here. Okay. So if you think about a suit just hanging there, it's just going to hang. On a metal, shitty hanger. But they're not... Well, it's gonna move. It's dude. not that bad because it's got the it's got wood right here. Yeah, it's got like one of those thicker wooden. What is it called? Hangers. Yeah, I don't know what this is, but yeah, there's there's just a suit. I can get behind everything else. I can't get so, behind using a suit as a pendulum. But they say yes that they use this for a pendulum, and basically they'll ask it yes and no questions, and if it like moves or shifts one way or the other, that's a communication. Which you gotta sometimes use. Why don't they just bring their own fucking pendulum and know that it's actually working instead of a suit? I think (laughs) they didn't put it there for that reason, I don't think. I think it was there and then it just kind of ended up being like that. Like if you're down there and you're just sitting there and it starts to move, 
Yeah. And you can control. You do the control like you do with a pendulum. So mm-hmm. they're going to ask it yes and no questions, kind of figure out if it's right. And then they're going to, they're not just going to base it like yes or no and then base it off one movement. They're yeah. They're going to control the area and then see if it works. Yeah. So we'll definitely have to see if we can get it to move. Yeah. yeah we're going to yeah. have to go into the morgue. No, that's fine. It's just my level of disdain and not belief. As as a spiritual person myself, using a suit as a pendulum is just ridiculous. But it's not like they just hung it for that reason. Yeah. It it was there. For what reason, I'm still not sure. There's really no information. If anybody knows, write us in. But I have no idea why it's there. But it is there, and it'll sometimes move. On its own. Which is... There's another. Yeah. And see, now it's turned. This is Nurse Emma's room. Mm-hmm. Looks like a sexy room. Apparently, that's where they did all the satanic rituals. Apparently. I thought that when I was watching the Ghost Adventures one, that there was, like, a pentagram. On a wall? I think so. Hmm. But they might have painted over it. Mm-hmm. Their episode is very old. Yeah. And it was before the new owner owned, owned it. Like, Oh, wow. Okay. So it was an old, it's a very old episode. And that's why, like, it's conflicting so much. Mm-hmm. But it is a cool place. I think it is haunted. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. I can't wait to go. I want to go in there. Right now is really, you know, Halloween. That's the best time because they're always doing Halloween specials. Yeah. Absolutely. Like that, but. We'll go someday and we'll record the whole time so that we can give y'all a special episode. Yes, please. From our own little uh, Bethany, New, New York. York here. Yes. Right around the corner. Not far at all. Not far, not far. But now the building that stands there now is not... There used to be so many outbuildings. So it's just the single building there. It's not the whole compound anymore. Not anymore. No, a lot of Wonder those. Wonder why or when they took them down. So the reason that they did that was because vagrants, poor people, homeless people, and kids, they were afraid that they were going to go in and vandalize the place. Mm-hmm. So they figured we might as well just tear all this stuff down. Yeah. Which we can't see as evidence as our awesome history right in Dansville has been completely just wrecked. By yes. vandalism. Yep. All that. So, sucks. And that, you know, it... That's a shame. There's so many other places like that, like the Letchworth Village mm-hmm. that's also in New York State. It's kind of a poorhouse type of thing. They have tons of outbuildings that are just overridden with moss and falling apart, and they're kind of dangerous to even go into now. So... Those are the fun ones. I know, but you don't want to hurt yourself. (laughs) Scary in a non-ghosty, more physical way. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, unfortunately, it was a short one. They didn't have a ton of information, which just was not cool. You know, you can find a lot of, like, why they started it and that kind of information, but it gets really murky after that. Like, what it was every year and the breakdown. Uh Uh-huh. And we don't have a Wikipedia. I know, that is really strange. Give me a Wikipedia, please. But I still know more today about Rolling Hills than I knew yesterday. Well, I'm glad. And you know all the hot spots. Yes, and our listeners can learn more there by themselves if you ever want to go to the Rolling Hills Asylum 
in Bethany, New York yourself and, you know, investigate, have a ball. Definitely have a ball. And while you're walking through those halls, look out for the screaming lady. Screaming lady. Yeah, she just screamed. Man. Like a banshee. Just screamed. Yeah, just wait for her. I wonder why. I wonder who she used to be and why she screamed. I know. They have no real proof on, like, who she is, but there is a loud, eminent scream that goes through the dark hallways. Freaky. So go visit and say hi to her for me. Yeah, I hope we hear her when we go. I'll scream back. I will too because I'm going to be running in horror. Yeah, you will be. Yes. <laughs> You'll be legit screaming. Ugh. So if you want to check out any of the EVPs or any of the pictures, there is a lot on the Rolling Hills Asylum website. And if you want to watch the Ghost Adventures episode, that is season three, episode seven, according to the Travel Channel website. So check that out. Yeah, check, check. Chicky, check it. <laughs> that's really all I got. Yeah. It's so, a scary, spooky place. Until next week. Yeah. Okay. And what are we covering next week? Oh, All Hallows Eve. Oh, it's Halloween. <laughs> you can't see it, but I did the creepy witch finger thing. You can't see and it. And I did a really weird face with my face. <laughs> Which I saw that. Yes, yes, she did. <laughs> so we will be back for a special Halloween episode. We have some really creepy things that we are going to cover. We'll both be telling you stories that day, one story each. So that gives you two stories and one episode next week. Because we're just so generous. Yeah, and, you know, our episode comes out on Freaky Friday. The next day is Halloween. It just works out so well. So while you're getting your kids' makeup on and stuff like that, while you might want to put an earbud in, give us a listen while you're getting ready for your spooky shenanigans. And in the meantime, find us on our socials. Follow us on Facebook at More Than Murder. Follow us on Twitter at More Than Underscore Murder. And follow us on Instagram at More Than Murder Pod. If you'd like, you can also write in any show ideas or any comments you may have to More Than Murder Pod at gmail.com. Say hi. And now say bye. 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 bye.